speak from a passage of scripture in Paul's letter to the Philippians that I think has a lot to do with thanksgiving. Because I think it reminds us that despite all of the, the chaos and the hardship, the difficulty we see around us in our world, that for the believer there is so much to be thankful for. And so I'm going to read uh, chapter 4, verses 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say it. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. There's a... Uh, 2016 Canadian Index of Well-Being National Report. 2016 Canadian Index of Well-Being National Report. And this report uses eight indicators to measure how Canadians are feeling in their beings. And in their executive summary, they start off with these words. There's a feeling that all is not well in Canada. But it's more than a feeling. It's a fact. And the eight indicators that they use are things like good standard of living, and enjoying robust health, or uh, enjoying a sustainable environment, being part of vital communities, uh, being well-educated. A well-educated populace is one of the indicators. Um, having a, a balance in the use of one's time. Um, a high level of de democratic involvement. People feeling like they can make a difference. And then access to and participation in, in leisure activities and, and good culture. And you know, the, the report is, is very good and, and very interesting, but it, it presupposes what I think is a faulty assumption. And that assumption is that any of those things listed can actually lead to real, a real sense of well-being. As Christians, we know that well-being has nothing to do with your standard of living, or your health, or your education, or, or your access to the democratic process. Our well-being is grounded in our relationship with God alone. C.S. Lewis just has this brilliant way of putting things. And he put it this way when he said about about happiness and peace and well-being. He said, God cannot give us a happiness and a peace apart from himself because it's not there. There is no such thing. God cannot give us a happiness and a peace apart from himself, because it's not there, there is no such thing. 
And so we need to, as Christians, be reminded, because we live in such a volatile time, such an unsettling time, a time of polarization in how people think, a a, a time of violence, a, a, a time of natural disasters, where there, also where there's great differences in understandings of what is morally correct and morally incorrect. Even things like civility are all in question. And so there's so much turbulence and so much uncertainty. We as Christians need to be reminded that we can experience a sense of well-being that excludes all of the things, all of those eight indicators in the index of well-being. For believers in Philippians 4, there is a promise. The peace of God which transcends all understanding or, or defies reason, if you will, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Will guard your heart and your mind. This is great reason for thanksgiving. The peace of God. In this passage that I read, there's there's really four simple suggestions as to how you can actually actualize this peace of God. How, How you can actually realize it in your own life. And the first one is this. Remember that the Lord is near. We were singing that song today. One of the lines in the song had to do with hearing in the stillness the voice of God in the night. God is near. Paul, on another occasion to another audience, wrote, The God of peace be with you all. Amen. You see, our God, who is near to us, in fact, Scripture teaches us that as we become people of faith and trust in, the, in God uh, and put our belief in what Jesus Christ did for us, we receive actually in ourselves God in the person of the Holy Spirit. And this God who, 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 who possesses us, by whom we're possessed, is a God of peace. In a couple of months, we'll be singing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And we know that that peace is not sort of relational peace necessarily. We still have relational difficulties. It might not be international peace, domestic peace. But we know that this is the peace that defies reason. And that is the peace of our inner being that gives us a sense of well-being. Secondly, our scripture suggests that in order to, to realize this peace that defies reason, we need to, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then it doesn't say, and you'll get what you asked for. Does it? It says that you will receive the peace of God. 
What's more important? Given the fact that we've just said that those things don't bring peace, what do we want? The things that won't give peace or the things that will. And of course, we are called to bring petitions to the Lord. And sometimes the Lord will bring us and, 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 and answer a prayer in such a way that we were, we were actually on track. We kind of actually were praying for the right thing. But that's not always the case. What is always the case is that knowing that we are going to a God who loves us and is working out the very good for us brings peace. And so those things that trouble us, that we come to him with, gain perspective. Note that it says, in every situation. And then in Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. In both cases, the directive is constant communication with God. One of the things that God's working on in my life is that I can easily compartmentalize my life with God. I can, I can easily invite him in and then disinvite him into the, my life. I can ask him to be a part of something and then I can act like he's not even there and, and, and disregard him and show him disinterest. God wants to be a constant presence in our lives. And so in every situation, we are to pray continually. This assurance should give us a great sense of well-being and great peace. Thirdly, our scripture suggests that in order to realize this peace that passes all understanding, we need to focus on that which is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, that is what we need to Think about it. This is incredibly hard for us to do. It's so hard because we have so many distractions, so many forces at play trying to grab our attention with the onslaught of, 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 of electronic electronic equipment, our cell phones, our laptops, our tablets, our televisions, our radios. I mean, there's just so much stuff that wants to impede our ability to speak about what is true. And quite frankly, most, if not, well, not all, a lot of what we're getting through the media is stuff that is so unsettling. Even the stuff we, 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 we are, are, are served up for entertainment is intentionally provocative to unsettle us. Paul wrote the Colossians, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. We need to be super disciplined in what we are thinking about what we are concentrating on. 
So you might say, well, where, where do we find this stuff that is noteworthy and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy? Well, start with God. <laughs> Think about God, who we have been singing about is a good father, a good, good father. Think about his characteristics, his love. Think about his interest in you. Think about the son who sacrificially came to the earth. Think about the Holy Spirit who's here to lead you and guide you and give you direction. And the people in Prince Edward Island have a leg up on the world, I think, because they can also think about his creation. We can see in his creation, we can see all around us that which is noble, that which is pure and lovely, excellent. Think about his creation. Think about the gifts that he has given us. Our family, our friends. Think about the music that he has inspired. Think about the, the art, the culture that we enjoy. All of these things. If we focus on these things instead of all the, the things that are trying to bombard us, that are unsettling, disturbing, tragic, We will know peace and we will know that well-being that exceeds understanding. And fourthly, it's related. If we're to experience that peace, that peace that defies reasons, we are to be in the Word of God and we are to be about the Word of God. In as in taking it in, reading it, sitting under the teaching of those who will preach it, Reading about it, we are to be in the Word. But we are also be pra are to be practicing the Word. And Paul said, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And this is all in the context of this peace that passes understanding. If we apply the principles, the ancient principles of God, the perfect principles, as, as we've read, now this is a second occasion we've read this this morning, Psalm 1830, as for God, his way is perfect. The, the, words, the Lord's word is flawless. If we have the secret of life, if you want to put it that way. We have the way to a full and abundant life. That inner sense of well-being, we have it, but we need to access it by doing these things. And one of them is to be in the Word and to be about the Word. To not just know it, but to be practicing the Word. I don't know if I would have the guts to say what Paul says there. <laughs> Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, who can say this? <laughs> seen in me. <laughs> Put it into practice. So I'll just summarize it. If we're to live lives that are full of peace and, and consequently thankfulness, we, we need to acknowledge that God is near and that he alone is the source of peace. We need to present our concerns to him and constantly be in touch with him, communicating with him. Do not compartmentalize your relationship with Christ. Just have him and acknowledge him in everything. We need to train our minds 
To focus on the things that are praiseworthy and excellent. Not the stuff that the 24-hour news channel wants us to focus on. And we need to be people of the Word. We need to be in the Word. Because it is teaching us how to live life to the full. If we do this, there is a promise. And the God of peace will be with you. Now before I close, I just want to point out something. Paul begins this lesson on on accessing the peace of God in this way. He says these words, which seem kind of unrelated. Let your gentleness be evident to all. You know, I'm I'm thinking of the gentle little baby. (laughs) I'm thinking of being gentle with the china in my mother's house. I'm thinking, you know, like gentleness. That's the gentleness. But, But, you know, sometimes it is good. To, to check out words, um, because um, this one in particular is a tough one. When, when they went from Greek to English, it was tough to, to translate it. And let your gentleness be evident to all has more than that sense of being careful. With it, there's the implication of forbearance, of patience, of moderation, of even being composed. So now think of that. Let your forbearance, your patience, your moderation, your composure be evident to everyone. In other words, I think that it's not unrelated to the rest of that passage, which talks about the peace of God that exceeds our understanding. It's not unrelated because... It's basically saying, the suggestion is, let the peace of God that you have access to be evident to everyone else. Let everyone else be blessed through your peace. (laughs) Let you be an agent of the peace of God in your world and the people that you rub shoulders with. So that regardless of the uncertainty and the bewilderment of the world in which we live, you will be someone who is a beacon of hope, a beacon of peace, someone that people love to be around because they find in you composure, they find in you gentleness, they find in you peace. Let it be evident to everyone. The great Catholic theologian, Writer, awesome guy, (laughs) wonderful Christian man, Henry Nowen, wrote these words. Did I offer peace today? Did I bring a smile to someone's face? Did I say words of healing? Did I let go of my anger and my resentment? Did I forgive? Did I love? These are the real questions. These are the ways in which we can be agents, the purveyors of peace in our communities. We are to be a moderating influence. So, quite frankly, it stands to reason. It's understandable that on any given Thanksgiving weekend, many people will ask the question, what do I have to be thankful for? Really? What do I have to be thankful for? It stands to reason. 
It's logical. It makes sense. They may say, I struggle with making ends meet, feeling alone and isolated, not feeling well, being on the outside and looking in. But we know that those aren't the things that bring the well-being and the thankfulness that we experience this day. Our thankfulness is rooted in that sense of well-being, that peace that comes from God, that passes understanding, that exceeds reason. And so as we follow Scripture's formula, for peace. We can't help but be thankful. Not just for the, you know, the blessings of our salvation, for the community that we enjoy here, for, for the guidance and the power of God, but also for a peace that passes understanding. It truly is a peace that defies reason. And we should be thankful. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the wisdom that we find in your word. We thank you for the truth that is there. Help us, Lord, to be students of it. Help us to be committed to that truth. And help us, Lord, on this day to be thankful. Yeah, thankful for things that we enjoy for sure, but thankful for the things that we enjoy if we had nothing. And that is the knowledge that you exist, that you love us, you're working out the good for us. And that in you we can know total, complete well-being. You satisfy, you sustain us. You're our all in all. Amen. May God richly bless you on this Thanksgiving weekend, and um, hope to see many of you over there sweating in the kitchen. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah.